2: You hear me? Discipline, not desire, determines your destination.
1: Ooh! Discipline is something I struggle with from mm-hmm. time to time. Press say game.
2: Deadass. Deadass.
1: Hey, I'm Kadine And I'm Daval. And we're the Ellis's.
2: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys.
1: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Dead Ass starts right now.
2: This story time is going to take me back to summer 1992. 1992, I'll never forget it because I was eight years old.
1: Oh, man. It sounds like trauma in your voice. It was a a little bit of trauma. Shakiness there. But
2: it created the person you'll see today. All Mm -hmm. right? My, my parents, we've told the story, used to send us to Morristown, Tennessee to be with our grandparents for the entire summer mm-hmm. because they didn't want us to be running around Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But they both were at work. Mm-hmm. So me, my brother Brian, this is before my sister Tori was born, and my cousin Devon used to go down to Tennessee. And I'll never forget, Devon was nine, about to turn ten. I was eight, and my brother was turning six. And we had to get up every morning at 8 o'clock and be outside. It, now, Morristown, Tennessee, summertime, it's hot, like <laughs> mad hot. There are no trees outside in the front, no nothing. We just outside in the heat, right? My grandfather comes outside on the weekend and says, hey, 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 listen, listen, starting uh, this Monday, y'all not going to be sitting outside playing ball all day and you do what you want to do. Y'all got some yard work to do. So we like, what? Yard work? I'm, I'm eight. I'm eight. He's, he's going to be 10, and he's six. What y'all work? He taught us how to turn on the tractor. We had to ride the tractor and cut the grass. They had an acre and a half of land, y'all, mm. and they had a hand trimmer, right? The hand trimmer that the grown men use, son. <laughs> we was outside. Hand at, trimming? At, hand trimming the lawn, bro. Cutting the, cutting the hedges, doing all of this stuff while my grandmother sat on the porch in the back sipping lemonade this is what she had the three of us doing right and I remember like tears in my eyes saying like this is not fair son like this is not fair and they used to wake us up every morning but every Monday we had to do it and every Thursday we had to do it so twice a week we had to do yard work and when I think about my life today it all goes back to the fact that my grandparents instilled in us the type of discipline that we needed to have in order to do the things that we wanted to do. So we Mm. couldn't do anything else until that got done. Now you can make a choice that you're not doing it, but if you're not doing it, you are not doing anything Anything else. else that day that you want to do.
1: Sounds about right.
2: And I think about my life now and I say, you know what? I hated every minute of that discipline, but I love the person it created
3: Ooh. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep, I
2: want the money. <laughs> money and the cars, cars and the, the
1: clothes. The hoes, I suppose.
2: I just want to be, I just want mm-hmm. to be successful. Hey. I just
0: want
1: to be, hey. I just want to be hey. successful. I love that. But are you willing to work for that shit? Facts. That's the question. Bats. Everybody wants to be successful, but who's actually Bats. willing to work for it? That's what we want to know. Let's go. Let's we want to know. Don't, don't wait. Slow down, racetrack now. We have to pay <laughs> some bills. We're going to do that, and we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all. Losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times, when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
0: Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit.
2: That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered.
1: When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day.
2: I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know... It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion.
1: That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you.
0: You may have heard that most people who are black have old blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit
2: redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience.
1: Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. All right now, we're back. Yes. You know what, that story makes so much sense because when I look at you, your brother and your cousin now, y'all all all work. Yes. Like, no strangers to work. Nope. You know, doing different things, you know, in your own ways, Yes. But y'all all have held down jobs and work
2: consistently on consistently. time I, for, for four years of playing football in college, four years in the NFL. I never missed a weight room session, a film session, a team meeting. I never missed or was late. Ever,
1: ever. I can attest to that. I remember that was that was a paramount priority to you. I don't care yes. what you did the night before, how much sleep nope. you got or didn't get. Nope. You were definitely what was the the, mod, the motto that your coach gave you? To be on time is to be To be early is to be on time, mm-hmm. to be on
2: time is to be late and to be late is to be forgotten.
1: Forgotten. And don't nobody want to be forgotten. And
2: that's a that's a, a military term and I talk all the time about my grandfather being in the military. He's mm-hmm. in the Navy, fought in the Korean War. So I watched my grandfather when we used to go to Tennessee get up at five AM every single morning, regardless of whether he was working that day or not. And he was up at five to go to work Monday through Friday, but he woke up at five on Saturdays and he woke up at five on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And he got his yard work and stuff done early during the weekends. And when I think about discipline, right, and, and the soundbite, discipline, not desire, determines your destination. This is the truth. You can want something so bad that you, you just want it. You want it. You want it. And you can work hard for it. But if you don't have the discipline necessary to do the things that you don't want to do to get it, Mm -hmm. you'll never get it. And let's let's break this down.
1: So discipline is required for things you don't want to do.
2: Yes. So And and there's two parts there that I want to specify. It's choosing to do the things you don't want to do. And it's also the part that says doing the things you don't want to do. And I'll give you an example. Right. Mm. People think about sports. Right, and how disciplined you have to be to be elite in a sport, right? So I'm gonna take sports out of it, and I'm gonna talk about instruments, okay? Because it's easier with sports. Oh, you play a sport, you practice, practice, whatever. When I wanted to play the saxophone, um, my father took me to a man's name was Kurt Forsett, Forsett. and he did the, he he played the saxophone, I believe, and he also played the piano. And if I may be wrong, if it wasn't Kurt, but I remember I wanted to play the saxophone and he talked to me about running Mm. and I hate running long distance. And I was just like, I want to play the saxophone. Like, why are you talking to me about running? And he was just like, because if you love playing the saxophone, you'll play the saxophone all the time. Mm. That takes no discipline. Right. But the saxophone requires you to take care of your mouth and your lungs what better way to take care of your lungs than to practice running? If you're playing a song, right, that is over seven minutes and you have to constantly breathe in stamina, that requires you to be fit. Mm -hmm. And the running aspect will show me and show you if you're willing to be disciplined enough to play the saxophone. So the the running really had nothing to do with the saxophone, Mm -hmm. but it was the discipline needed to be able to do the things to become a great saxophone player. How
1: because old were you here?
2: this was when I wanted to play the saxophone, I was
1: 10. 10. Hmm. So the 10-year-old, I'm sure you're like, I'm like not what? grasping that const- concept. Yeah, because it's like
2: anything else. I want to play the saxophone. I'm going to enjoy playing the saxophone, right? which means I'm just going to play all the time, all the time, all the time. It doesn't take discipline to do the things that you love. Mm-hmm. If you love playing basketball, I go outside and play basketball. It takes no discipline. What takes discipline is practicing the stuff you don't like to do. For example, in order to play basketball, you have to be in shape, mm-hmm. which means you got to run. You got to lift. I hate running and I hated lifting, but in order to instill discipline, I had to do it consistently and I had to choose to do it. That's the other part, right? The first part is doing something you don't like to do in order to be great at the stuff that you like to do. Mm-hmm. The second part is choosing it. And the reason why I say choosing it is because there's a difference in doing something that you have to do. And then choosing to do something that you don't have to do. Mm. That choice is what creates the discipline. Mm. Because if you're forced to do something that you don't like to do over and over and over again, of course you're going to do it while you're forced. But the minute you don't have to do it because you're not being forced, you won't have the discipline to continue to do it. That's why the discipline comes from choosing to do it.
1: Right. Right. Not being obligated. Through, and working through the discipline is almost like developing a muscle memory to that it kicks in whenever you necessarily don't want it to kick in
2: discipline helps build your mental fortitude and your willpower Mm. right because if you want to be great at anything in life there's going to be adversity and if you don't have willpower and you don't have mental fortitude to get through those moments you're going to walk away and quit that's why discipline more than anything else determines your destination like you you can you and it's not just desire it's Mm -hmm. anything discipline is required more than anything else because if you don't have that when the when the going gets tough you're gonna be gone
1: it's funny i think about the lessons that parents try to instill in kids right i think about 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 when i was younger and there was the desire for example first off for me to say oh I seen somebody playing the piano. I saw a girl mm-hmm. my age. It was like she was actually had a pageant. She was younger than me. Mm-hmm. And she got on this piano during the talent competition. Mm-hmm. And homegirl let it rip. And she was at least seven. Mm-hmm. Played like the most classically trained pianist I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed. I was like, that's dope. I want to do something like that. And at the time, I was taking piano lessons already. And my mom and dad were... Very big. Well, my mom specifically was very big on exposing us to different things to mm-hmm. see. Okay, what was going to stick? So with the piano in the beginning, it was cool because it's just like, all right, you know, I got to exercise, you know, my way of, you know, learning the notes and the keys and stuff. But in my mind, I just wanted to play like Homegirl. But my 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 music teacher was like, yeah, but yes, you have to do right this here. basic stuff here. Mm-hmm. And it was literally him putting on that metronome, and I'm like, bump, bump, <laughs> bump hitting the key and i was just like but this is not what i want to do i want to play the song she played and i could never get my mind around as a child particularly the process it required for me to then develop into the classical pianist in my mm-hmm. mind that i wanted to be and my mom never allowed me even in my frustration to stop mm-hmm. and i think that's what a lot of people want to do they quit they mm-hmm. see like okay this is not happening fast enough for me this is um not the process that i thought it was going to be so Mm -hmm. you're just easy to drop it where i couldn't understand at the time she wanted me to see the entire process through and wouldn't allow me to quit Mm -hmm. until finally i think she was like girl you have me wasting all this goddamn money on (laughs) these um these less these piano lessons and you know i just got discouraged and never continued and Mm -hmm. that was one of the things growing up now as a woman i'm like man i really wish i was disciplined more to work on the process and see it through because as a child you can't see it so do you adult, feel like it's so much more vivid do
2: you feel like her allowing you to quit is part of the reason why now you have issues completing tasks if you don't really want to do something
1: yeah yeah um mm-hmm. and, and, and it's not even as much as the, her allowing me to quit but she just kind of i guess got fed up in the end it was like okay mm-hmm. if you really are not interested in this i'm not gonna continue to invest money in mm-hmm. it um, but yeah, I think that definitely affects me in mm-hmm. my day to day life now. Cause it's easy for me sometimes to just say I'm not doing it because I don't want to do it. So I struggle with discipline a lot. Um, procrastination is also a thing that I yep. think is a, an lack ugly of discipline. a lack of discipline is gonna yep. then promote procrastination. Um, and that's something that I've struggled with um a lot over the years. So um I am looking for ways to exercise those things or tactics or approaches with our kids now because sometimes with your kids, you can then foresee them having some of the same habits that you've had Mm -hmm. and you're just like, God damn. DeVal will get on me sometimes for saying, you're telling Jackson the same thing that you should be telling yourself because you do X, Y, Z and I'm just like, I know and I see how this has made me and I've struggled in my life and I don't want him to have the same struggles that I've had. So I try to then find ways or we're finding ways as mm-hmm. parents to try to promote and instill discipline in our children because you just see the effects Absolutely. of not having that. I just
2: I, I when now that I think about it, I go back to even my aunts and uncles on that side all of my aunts and uncles on that side including my father had to learn how to play classical music and it was a form of discipline mm. all of them my uncle uh, my uncle Charles my aunt Debbie My Aunt Monique and my father all played classical music growing up, and they did that on purpose. Like I said, my grandfather was a Navy man. My grandmother was very big on discipline, so Mm -hmm. them learning how to play the piano was something that they just had to do because they had no other option, Mm -hmm. but it was to instill discipline. And I bring that up because there are ways to practice instilling discipline, Mm -hmm. and I want to talk a little bit about it. Number one, the only way you can practice instilling discipline is by having an accountability partner, mm. right? You need, and this is for adults, mm-hmm. right? There are so many adults who ask me questions about how to build this, how to build that, how, how do I create this? You cannot create anything consistent with value without discipline. You can get lucky, right? You can have a video go viral, mm-hmm. right? Right. But if you are not disciplined enough to continue to create videos, Mm -hmm. you won't be able to create a catalog of videos Mm -hmm. to then monetize it, Mm -hmm. to then create something substantial for people to continue to come to you and make money from it. So people think that you can create something by going viral. That won't happen. You can get people's attention by going viral. But you can't create nothing meaningful meaningful from it without yeah, there's videos. No subsistence. For subsistence, example, yeah. I was consistent with creating videos. Three videos a day.
1: Madness, I tell you. For three
2: years. <laughs> That's over a thousand videos a year.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I did that for three years every single day without missing a day mm-hmm. before people started to pay attention to us the way they've been paying attention to us now. That's a fact. And that took discipline. right? When it came time to, to play football, Mm-hmm. I always talked about not meeting any, uh, missing any meetings, not mm-hmm. missing any workouts. Also, I added extra workouts on top of the other workouts. Kadena and I during that was college. That a
1: savage, guys. Like, do you ever under, do you understand how much of a savage you are in the in the best possible way?
2: Well, I'm I'm learning now through my kids, mm-hmm. and I've, I've learned through you how different my mindset is.
1: I think you should have learned through even just adults as well, people who you encounter.
2: You know how you talk about being in your own mind sometimes mm-hmm. and being so narrow-minded that you just feel like your reality is everyone's reality mm-hmm. and everyone else should see the world the way you were? I was guilty of thinking that and yep. thinking that anyone else who didn't think like me or didn't maneuver like me was weird right. or soft, right. right?
1: It frustrates you a lot, it, it does
2: frustrate me a lot. And it frustrates me even when people ask me about how to start something mm-hmm. and then I tell them how to start it and they look at me like, that's it? And I'm like- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right? Like you have to be consistent. Right. You want me to give you a, a quick tip to where you're done in f- five minutes? No, mm-hmm. it takes years. There's, there's a, um, a saying that it takes thousands of muscle movements to become muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Thousands, mm-hmm. right? It's the same thing for discipline, right? So let's talk about what you need. Number one, an accountability partner. Why? Because an accountability partner will remind you when you're not doing the things that you chose to do. Mm-hmm. And you know what people hate? accountability Accountability. that's why less than one percent of people make it to the nfl nba less than one percent of people actually make it to be a working actor Mm -hmm. less than one percent of the people actually make it to being a ceo of a fortune 500 company less than one percent of people actually get the opportunity to own their own business because they lack the discipline to see it through consistency consistently over time Mm -hmm. So when you see these people who are quote unquote exceptional, typically it's not because they're just talented or gifted. It's because they have the discipline to keep doing things that they didn't want to do when no one else wanted to do them. And they chose to do it, not forced. Here's proof in that. When parents force kids to do things
3: Mm -hmm. and and the kid
2: is not choosing to do it, there's always a point where the parent can no longer force that child. And when they can't force that child, you know what the child does? Fall off.
1: So do you think in turn discipline is something learned or innate? Because I feel like I've experienced just even seeing children, our children or just people in general that some people seem to have been born with that. Right. You know, when you say somebody, somebody just has it, like they just have that grit. They have that desire. Ah. They have that, that internal motivation, Then there's others who might have learned discipline because, for example, you're in the military or you're, you know, you're in some sort of structured environment where discipline is something preached on and instilled.
2: Discipline is way more nurture than nature. But as Tribble pointed out, we brought it up this year. We were talking about this last night. Mm -hmm. There's discipline, there's motivation, and there's grit. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's break down the three so that we can say which one is
1: Right, because I one see actually... the three, I would think that they sort of kind of overlap. Right. A like, oh, I'm but... motivated. I'm
2: motivated. I get things done. I have grit. I have grit. But that's not discipline. Oh, so
1: we got definitions. We got there.
2: definitions. So let's talk about it.
1: All right. Discipline is defined as to train oneself to do something in a controlled and habitual way, to train or develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self control.
2: Right. That's discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And discipline is also the, the thing that they're leaving out of here is choosing. Mm hmm. Right. Because if you force someone to do that, that's not discipline. Right. Right. They're forced to. They, right. Discipline is choosing to train oneself to do something. Uh, that's the the most important thing is that you chose to do it. Mm-hmm. No one else is, is making you do it because once mm-hmm. someone else makes you do it and then they stop making you do it, if you didn't choose it, you're not going to continue exactly. to do it. Right. Okay. So that's what discipline is.
1: Motivation only exists as a noun. So discipline is a verb. A verb. In yes. That, in that do is so an action. Context. Yes. Action. An action. Something you do. Motivation only exists as a noun, but discipline as a verb form. So, in other words, discipline is something you do and choose to do, Mm -hmm. while motivation is something that can come and go, Mm -hmm. which you cannot choose to do or control. Furthermore, if you're never motivated to be more disciplined.
2: So, perfect example, right? You may watch, take our kids, they watched The Last Dance, Mm -hmm. right? They were motivated. To play basketball in that moment. But mm-hmm. remember what they said here, motivation, motivation is fleeting. Yeah. It can come and go. You can wake up one morning feeling motivated
3: mm-hmm.
2: to do something, but then the next morning, after doing it once or twice, be like, man, I don't want to do this shit no more.
1: Facts. You see, see what I'm saying? That'd be me, y'all. That's Dang. that's motivation.
2: Mm-hmm. So if you say, you know, you have to be motivated in order to get something done, no. You yeah, that's you can't rely on your own motivation. Right.
1: Because motivation could be found elsewhere. Yes. yes. Discipline is internal. Motivation yes, yes. you can find in different places.
2: And discipline you can work on. Mm-hmm. Motivation, you you can't work on being motivated. Right. You either are, are you on? or are you not. Yes. But disip- discipline carries you through mm-hmm. those days when you're not motivated.
1: There you have it. You see
2: what I'm saying? Makes so
1: much sense. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: And the last one and then
1: grit passion and perseverance for very long term goals. Having stamina, sticking with your future, day in, day out, not just for the week not just for the month, but for years, and actually working really hard to make that future a reality. Grit is living life like it's a marathon, not a sprint. Angela Lee Duckworth.
2: So grit is the mental fortitude that you have to have to say, you know what, it takes 10 years to become an overnight celebrity, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm going to use discipline to keep myself motivated to show that I had grit. Over mm. 10 years.
1: I'm going to say that again.
2: Show. So I'm going to use discipline. Use discipline. Mm-hmm. Right. To keep myself motivated, motivated to show that I had grit. Mm. For example, I had to have grit to be able to do those videos for three years without making a dime. <laughs> I had to have grit. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I had to have the mental fortitude to see it and have the long term goal there. Like I, I had the grit. I saw it. Mm-hmm. But I had the discipline. Right. To do the three videos a day. Mm hmm. Even when I wasn't motivated. Got it. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. The discipline was the act the action of practicing the thing that I need to do even when I don't want to do it. And here's a news flash to everybody. Deval Ellis does not like making videos. Deval Ellis never liked making those videos every single day. It was part of the plan. It was part of the process. It was part of the discipline. I used to I used to sit down. And say, why would someone choose me to be on their TV screen? Why would someone choose me to be in their movie? Why? Mm -hmm. Why would they choose me? What have I done Mm -hmm. to deserve an opportunity? And that used to be what gave me the grit to say, you know what? I'm going to have to take time. That's what continues in this day. Continues for me to make time. To take time to say, you know what? I need to create my own content to prove to the powers that be that I deserve an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And since I had the grit to say, you know what, it's going to take 10 years to become an overnight celebrity and we're only on year five. How old is Cairo? Five? We're on year year five, five, Mm -hmm. right? I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Now it's the discipline aspect, right? Mm -hmm. The discipline is when I used to say to you, I got to do three posts a day. I got to do three posts a day. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it regardless. I used to not, guys, I used to be- And I just wasn't
1: motivated
2: yeah, I used to sit and he, she's not the only one that wasn't motivated because there were some days come in moments, yeah. I used to wake up and I was like, okay, man, I don't really feel like doing it. And yep. then I used to be like, you know what? I committed to it. Mm-hmm. If I am, if I am deserving of this opportunity, I'm going to have to be willing to do the things that I don't want to do when I don't want to do them in order to live the life that I want. Mm-hmm. So let's get these three videos done. That discipline mm-hmm helped me push through when I wasn't motivated. Mm-hmm. And it's showing its time now over the past five years that I had grit enough to do it for a long period
1: of time. Yep, because consistency falls in line with, I believe, well, we know that it's inconsistent when it comes to motivation, but consistency with right. discipline um, and consistency with grit. Where does work ethic fall into this? So, so this, I'm, oh, man, I'm glad. Because I'm thinking about it,
3: yeah. Work ethic is up. the yeah.
1: principle that hard work is intrinsically... um. I guess virtuous or worthy of a reward, right? Mm-hmm. That's you like you know there's gonna be reward yes. there. So it's like this unyielding, unrelentless or this relent un, not that's what I'm this unyielding relentlessness that you have mm-hmm. with work ethic that I think goes hand in hand with discipline.
2: Yes. Yes. So to me, work ethic is a byproduct of instilling discipline in a right. person. Right. Yep, that's where I was getting. So at it. once you learn to build discipline and, and we're gonna talk a little bit about how to, well, it says right here. Mm-hmm. What does it take to build discipline? Mm-hmm. Number one, growth mindset. The ability to learn is not fixed; it can change with your effort. Failure is not a permanent condition, mm-hmm. right? So, just think about the growth mindset, right? What do I say to Jackson all the time? There are no L's in life. There's no losses. Mm-hmm. There lessons. Lessons. They, you you lost that one only so that you can learn what to do better next time. If you think about Science, right? um In science, you try, you fail, you try, you fail, you try until you're successful. Mm-hmm. All of those failed trials are not discarded. Mm-hmm. They just take all the information from those failed tries to say, ha, this, this is, is what's going what's to work. But it took all of those failed tries first in mm-hmm. order for you to get there, mm-hmm. right? You miss a ton of shots playing basketball so that you can learn the proper form. To make it when you need to make it. Right? Michael Jordan said, I succeed because I failed so many times and I failed so many times so that I could be successful. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to have a growth mindset. So the first thing with instilling discipline is to understand the growth mindset, understanding mm-hmm. that you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. right? Because the thing that stops people from being disciplined is failure. Oh, I tried it. It didn't work. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. That's not a growth mindset, mm-hmm. right? That's oh, it didn't work the first time, so this is never going to work. So let me walk away from it. Mm-hmm. No, a growth mindset means I failed, which means I have to make an adjustment and try again.
1: See, it's it's funny you say that because when I think about you, for example, when the things that mm-hmm. we've done over the years, and you know, you and I independently or together, you'd never shied away from failure, and you've never given up. Like there's never been a moment where you felt like, okay, well shoot, I'm trying to do this. That didn't work. So I ah, forget it. We're going to scrap the idea. Nope. Like that requires a different mechanism. I feel like in your brain to be able to say, maybe that's the delusional quality that you say successful people have to say, all right, well, that didn't work. So I'm going to then pivot and try something else rather than be discouraged.
2: Well, okay. That's, that's fair. That's fair. But I think that also. I just comes... never
1: seen a lot of people work like that. You know what I'm I saying?
2: Feel I feel you. I also feel like. It also has a lot to do with God, right? Mm -hmm. God gives people visions, Mm -hmm. right? One thing I I will never do is take credit for everything that I have because there was someone who instilled something in me, Mm -hmm. right? If you can see something, that means that it's happened, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: right? Like, think about it. When you just take a child and they're born and you put them in a white padded room, they're not gonna just start speaking English, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: they're not gonna just start walking, they're not gonna, they have to see it. In order to say hey this can happen right Mm -hmm. so if you think about it like that when you've seen something or you have a vision or your imagination goes somewhere it's like wait a minute this has to be possible because i can see it
3: Mm.
2: so when the the fact that you can see it and the fact that it's possible means that you have to find a way to get to it right you can't just say it's oh it's this esoteric divine thing that is never going to happen it's impossible so just leave it alone. No, it is possible. That's why you see it, mm-hmm. right? The Wright brothers said that if you fold a piece of metal, right, fold it and you put seats in it and you put people in it and you put wings on the side, you mm-hmm. can fly. And everybody else said, "You're fuck, they're fucking crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. Yep. But no, someone gave them a vision, God, to say this is possible.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? The first person that said, yo, yo, yo. World ain't flat, y'all. Everybody was like, oh, this person here is stupid. <laughs> right? It was so bad during those times, I think it was during the Crusades, that um, they called those people heretics. Mm-hmm. Meaning it was God's word that, this is what people were saying, it was God's words that the world was flat. And anyone who said that the world was round was considered, considered a heretic. A heretic was means you don't believe in the church, right. which means you was excommunicated and cast out of whatever village you lived in because you went against the church. Mm-hmm. It was that deep. That people really felt that God told them the world was flat until the person said, nah, bro, the world round. I seen it. Mm -hmm. And now we have proof that the world is round because that person kept trying to prove that the world was round until finally they proved the world was round. My point is when you have a vision in your mind, you can no longer discredit your own vision as something you made up and it'll never happen. Mm -hmm. If If it's something that you can see for yourself, somebody gave you that vision for a reason.
1: Right, And you you have a responsibility to go get it. Yep, that's on you, whatever you do with that.
2: And the thing is, if you believe in God, like I believe in God, God is going to test you. Mm -hmm. Because when God gives you a vision, right, he gives you a vision with a responsibility. Meaning, I'm going to give you this thing that may help you live in abundance, but you have a responsibility once you get in abundance to do what? Pay Pay it forward. forward. Right? I can only trust those... Who are willing to go through the fire to get the gift that i'm showing them that they have to, because those people who go through the fire i know they have integrity and they will be disciplined enough to do right by the gift and with the abundance that i give them
1: look at y'all the sound bite right here I'm, I'm, you, you really thought you were preaching today
2: that's when when we're talking about discipline i'm gonna be honest baby this is why that's what you do i feel this is what I have you been do. successful in my life because mm-hmm. I have a responsibility to honor the gift God gave me, and I have to be disciplined with the gift to do right by it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: even when I'm living in abundance. And God is not going to just give that to anybody. Mm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Talk about being anointed. So, baby,
2: I know. I I know this. I, I speak very passionate about this, and I know I sound crazy at times. You don't. You don't. But. This is just how, how strong I feel about it because everything in my life has gone that way. Mm-hmm. I, I, people ask me all the time, like, how did you know? How did you know, right? When I was in high school as a sophomore, I was playing basketball. I was a gifted basketball player.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Football coach says to me, bro, you 5'7". How many 5'7 basketball players you know, right? At the time, <laughs> it was Muggsy Bowles and Spud Webb. They were both 5'7 and 5'5, five, five, respectfully. So I said, not many. Right, And he said, but I can show you a lot of 5'7 football players. So I was like, I want to go to school for free. Don't want to play football. But if my gift for putting the discipline in necessary to be a a good football player is that I can get a free education, let me be disciplined enough to do whatever I have to do to get that football scholarship so that I can go to school for free. And when I changed from basketball to football, people said I was crazy. I was 5'7, 130 pounds. And I was a sophomore, but going to be a junior. But I had a vision in my mind that God was going to provide me what I needed to be successful in that moment if I was disciplined enough to do the things that I needed to do. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. Mm-hmm. I focused solely on being the best version of myself with football so that I could get my free education. And what happened? I earned a scholarship. Mm-hmm. God gave me a vision about the NFL and about being a huge movie star. But he said, in order to do that, you're going to have to go through this fire, which means I had to do four years of college football, had to be disciplined, right? I focused on doing that. And what happened? Made it to the NFL. Got cut by the NFL. God Mm -hmm. said, you want to focus on TV? It's going to take you 10 years to get there. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to be disciplined enough to provide for your family, create this business so that you can ultimately get to where you want to. So I said, you know what, God? You have not failed me yet. Nope.
1: All I have to
2: do is be disciplined and discipline has never failed me. Discipline never, and obedience, never failed me. Discipline and obedience. Discipline never. And, obedience. never fa- and that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect because discipline also means that, say you fall off the wagon and you don't do something, you have to work twice as hard to get back on because you're going to fall Been off there. the wagon, right? You're going to fall off the wagon. So just know You're not perfect, and part of falling off the wagon is part of the process because your dreams aren't going to come in ascension all the time. They're going to come valleys. There's going to be times where where you're going to be like, nothing is going the way that I want it to go, Mm -hmm. but you have to be disciplined enough to get back on it.
1: Love that. I feel like, shit, let's go to break. (laughs) No, we have a couple more. Um, What it takes to build discipline points. Yes. Um, That was growth mindset that spiraled us into that uh beautiful word there
2: sorry baby i know I'm, I'm no don't
1: about. don't apologize this is this is this is you, you're rocking it out today um know your strengths and weaknesses identify what you're good at and what you struggle with that's just across the board i think with so many areas of anything we're trying to do in life yes. um rise to the occasion don't wait do it now don't do like me and be waiting y'all do it now
2: and one second <laughs> when it says know your strength and weaknesses the reason why they point that out is because you have to be disciplined at doing what uh, at knowing your weaknesses and doing things to increase your weaknesses and making them strengths. Working them. working on, Most yep. people like to focus on the strengths because they come easier. Mm-hmm. But you have to point out your weaknesses and work on being disciplined at better and better at those things. No doubt. Mm-hmm. No, you said rise oh, to the rise, occasion yes, as well. Yes, exactly. Being, Get up. <laughs> do it.
1: Don't put it off for later. Do it. Do it. Do it. Get up and do it. Mm-hmm. Start small. Start with things. One thing that you can do each day to reach your goals, set Time in your schedule to do it. Um, do it every day until it becomes second nature. Muscle memory. There's a muscle about memory all involved the in uh, discipline. So, developing those habits. Mm-hmm. Remove temptations. The saying goes out of sight, out of mind. So, it might seem silly, but this phrase mm-hmm. offers powerful advice. By simply removing the biggest temptations from your environment, you will greatly improve your self-discipline. I will
2: have to say, um, when you remove yourself from the environments that cause you to not be focused on your goal, mm-hmm. you're doing yourself a huge service. Because it's hard for any person to constantly be disciplined enough to say no, no, right. no. Or but to be you can remove to the, yourself.
1: Yeah. It's literally kadine, you know, <laughs> removing herself, <laughs> removing Cheese puffs and what else do I like to munch on? It's not just you. That's the both the cheese puffs, Skittles, <laughs> gummy uh, cookies, gummy
2: bears at the night at the end See, of the, the night. See, the problem
1: is I try to have stuff for the children, right? For when the podcast crew comes to town, try to keep the pantry stocked, and then your girl because be Dave here, comes, you know.
2: And when Dave, y'all remember the story about the three bears? <laughs> what was the little white chick name who went there and ate all the day? Uh, all what's the her food? name again? Her I name was, was like Dave. A bandit. Her name was Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave came in and ate all the food out the pantry. Inserts
1: graphic of Dave <laughs> with Goldilocks
2: <laughs>
1: wig on him. But and, yeah.
2: And Dave has a friend named Matt. What? And the two of them come in here and just clean out the pantry all the time.
1: Word. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least it's them and it's not me, because listen, <laughs> baby girl, the discipline that it requires. <laughs>
2: go Matt. Matt peeking out the side. <laughs> so I didn't mean to shout you out, man. But y'all, y'all will
1: get to know y'all Matt and Y'all can have all of our yeah. temptations when it comes to the snacks. Yes, you can fight over them with the kids. Um, believe in your willpower. Py- Don't psych yourself out. Speak positively to yourself. Yes. Don't do like me either and self-sabotage. Yes. Um, You have to be able to focus and get things done. Your thoughts become your actions, folks.
2: Words of affirmation. Every day, I created this with Jackson, Cairo, and Kaz, and Dakota. And it started with the hundreds of kids before that I mentored. I am big. I'm strong. I'm fast. I'm elite. The name of our company was called Prototype. I am a prototype. So when you constantly say these things, you believe them. Mm-hmm. They all became elite athletes because before they start a workout, when they start to feel down, they say to yourself, I'm big, I'm strong, I'm fast, elite, I'm a prototype. When you guys watch me work out and sometimes Kadeem, you hear Kadeem say, come on, Ellis, let's go, uh-huh. Ellis. That's my word of affirmation. I'm saying, to them, let's go, Ellis, let's go, Ellis. Yeah, I've
1: adopted that now, too. And even um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yes. That's another one, too. Yes, uh, Find a mentor. So, a mentor, or we mentioned accountability, accountability par- partner before. Yes. So, sometimes the best way to stick to the plan is to have someone to be accountable to. Yes. Finding someone you trust to check on your progress and to be honest with you about it when you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. Accountability partners sitting right over here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you are, in, in, in ways, a mentor because you know a lot about a lot. So, yes. You know, I'll be looking up to you too. You do? I do. Aw, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and forgive yourself and keep moving forward. Discipline is a choice. Again, that you get to make over and over again. No matter where you are, every day is a new chance to choose discipline.
2: I'm, I'm so glad that this is the last one because it's a choice, right? There's nothing greater about life than the ability to choose. And if you fall off the wagon or you have a blip or a misstep, you know what you can do? Choose to be better the next time. This is something I'm I'm trying my hardest to instill in my oldest son, Jackson, our oldest son, Jackson, because he's the first
3: mm-hmm. of the
2: boys. So all his brothers are watching him. It's like, yo, OK, you had a bad day,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know? OK, things didn't go right. But you know what you can do today? Choose to be better. Mm. Choose like Choose you to have be to just decide like you. You have to decide.
1: It's like marriage. That's a big discipline, right? I'm yes. choosing every day. That's probably my best discipline and the one I'm most disciplined with and the one I want to be the most disciplined with. Is choosing you every day. That requires discipline.
2: Marriage is a discipline. Just Mm -hmm. like we we make this comparison all the time. Marriage is like veganism. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different ways and walks of life. I chose this one. Mm -hmm. Let me work my hardest to be disciplined in this one. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I think that's uh, another reason why our marriage has been able to work Mm -hmm. is because I'm extremely disciplined and you are extremely disciplined in the things that you want to do. Yeah. And since we both want to be married. We exercise those disciplines daily. Daily. Helps us become better people.
1: Love that. Love that. And what's been coming in daily? Them listener letters. <laughs> Emails be coming in like every day. And we love it. And we love it so much that we're going to take a break and come back and jump into those of letters with y'all. Stick Bam. around.
3: Bam.
2: During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered.
1: When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day.
2: I mean, ultimately,
1: And sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you.
0: You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies, but did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence. Is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash our blood to make an appointment now.
1: OK, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you, you know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of weird.
1: You do that? Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back. Let's dive right in. I'm a 28 year old male from the Midwest currently going through marital stress. My wife and I are on the brink of divorce because I refuse to pay her mom for helping her with our children while my wife is present and at home with our children. We both work, I make more money than my wife and take on more responsibility in our home financially where I pay rent, bought my wife a car, pay for groceries and children's expenses, while my wife takes care of the utilities and her car note. My wife's mother, who is married and recently started working, made a decision to help us out with our children and didn't take a promotion to do so and work part time. In exchange for her services, she asked to be paid $1,000 a month to watch our children, I explained to my wife that this isn't a favor or help and that our future is being put on hold to take care of her mother. Essentially my wife disagrees. I have been short on payments because I had a severe leg injury injury that required surgery and was off for three months, not receiving my full salary during which we moved and I paid rent towards our current and former homes as well as paid movers. I've recently gotten back to work and my wife having our second child asked that her mother be given something in exchange for coming by and helping her. When she presented me with the number that they agreed to, I told her I was unable to pay this and I, and was told that she wanted a divorce because her mother wasn't compensated. I love my wife and I don't want our marriage to end over something minuscule, but... I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. Any advice would be greatly appreciated.
2: Yeah, get a divorce and get a new wife. What? Like, what, like, what the fuck? What? Like, are you kidding me?
1: So she can marry her mom.
2: <laughs> yeah, li- yeah, marry your mom. Marry your mom. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, like, this might like, be the most asinine shit I ever heard in my life.
3: What?
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But not for nothing, though, this, this comes back to this entitlement that a lot of people are talking 28
1: about. 28 years old. So they... Decided on a, they, on a, on yes. a rate
2: yes. that you got to pay. Got to pay while paying the mortgage and the rent and bought her a car because she pays utilities.
1: And the agreement was for her to not take this promotion, so she could quote unquote you, help.
2: I'm gonna tell you exactly the, what happened.
1: I'm you could have what hired what a
2: nanny. I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. This is this is exactly what happened. So the mom and the daughter got together, oftentimes like moms and daughters do. You've known this. We've seen this on both sides of our family. Moms and the daughter got together and created a plan. Oh, This is what we're going to do. We're going to tell him that this is what we're doing, right? <laughs> I need help at home, and you don't want to work full-time. You want to work part-time. So if he pays you, it will help supplement your income, and you can help me. Meanwhile, they made all of these decisions without even asking or thinking about him.
1: Bruh, where they do that at in the Midwest?
2: <laughs> they do that in divorce court, which is where you need to go, bro. Because them chicks is not trying to be of service to you.
1: I, not at all. Wow. It's just it's just the blatant nah. disregard, I feel like.
2: I know. That's it. Hurt my my soul, bro.
1: Mm-mm. This man
2: breaking his back. Mm-mm. And then she going to ask for a divorce because he won't pay her mom?
1: Right. It almost it almost feels like she's trying to stiff arm him. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, you pay this money or else it's a divorce. That's what like, it seemed like
2: extortion. Right. She's extorting her <laughs> husband.
1: Sounds like she's trying to walk right over him. Mm-mm.
2: nah son Mm-mm. nah son and you
1: had a leg injury you were only getting paid a certain amount of your salary like
2: we talk about this all the time like, we, sis we come on we talk about girl. this all the time come on it's hard to create context because we don't have all the information so I'm not gonna judge them but I'm judging like a motherfucker <laughs> that's wrong son if Jackson was married and told me this would happen I'd be like alright well let her get a divorce mm-hmm. cause you know what's gonna happen when they get a divorce they both work she will not get to spousal support her mom's gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do because whatever money I was gonna pay you, now I'm gonna hire help for childcare.
1: That part.
2: Because the fact that you came to me with ultimatum, pay my mom when we get a divorce, is all wrong.
1: Pay my that's mom. Not the,
2: that's not a partnership. That's not a partnership at
1: all. That person gonna be to And it was not phrased the right way. She's gonna not take the promotion to help with the kids. That's not helping with the kids. You wanted to hire, hire right, help. Right, right. Hire help, not help. Listen, y'all. Nah, son. Nah. Nah, son.
2: And I say this because my mother in law helps us. Mm -hmm. she don't ask for a dime Mm
3: -hmm.
2: she don't ask for a dime and we don't ask her to pay a dime she lives with us she's been living with us Mm -hmm. for what three years now
1: yeah just about almost
2: and you know what happens when you have family and y'all really love each other y'all work shit out Mm -hmm. no one's come with no ultimatums we haven't we didn't go to mom and be like hey we require you to work these many hours do this she didn't come (laughs) to us and say listen i'm gonna help y'all y'all gotta pay me that's wrong yo that's not a village Mm-hmm. That's an employee. And if, since, if you're going to have an employee, employ, hire someone. I think
1: that, if that's going to be the case, that going to be the case.
2: That just got me tight, bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. I feel bad. And I, you know who I feel bad for, too? It's great. I feel bad for the kids because they probably love their grandparents around. Yeah. And um, I will say this, too. I do kind of feel bad for the wife. Mm-hmm. I feel like her mom is manipulating her. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I, I feel like this is not something, when you see things like this, this is not something the daughter says, hey, mom, I'm going to get this. And no, I feel like this is something the mom is probably like, oh, you should do this. I don't know why. Mm. Something in me is just saying that. It's feeling that. like that. It's just feeling yeah. like that.
1: Or the mom should be, if it's not that way, the mom should be, I guess, should know enough to be like, "Hey, girl, like I'm not yeah. trying to come between you and your husband. Like, you know, y'all something. figure this out." They need Anywho,
2: help. they need help. That just got me triggered. <laughs>
1: the guys are are heavy in the the um listener letters today because we have our next listener letter this. from another male. Go ahead.
2: Hello, Devon and Cadine. I'm a 22 year old male. Your baby. What's up, bro? Um, I love the podcast. Thank you so much. You guys are so insightful and inspiring to my life. My girlfriend and I have been in a relationship for one year and five months now. Congratulations. We first got together in January of 2020. That was right before the pandemic. Mm That's what it says. From the first time we hung out, it was a mutual vibe that was undeniable. So fast forward a couple months later... We ended up moving in together, and that's where problems start. Typically, that's where they start. <laughs> I've been working for the U.S. Postal Service as a mail carrier for two years now, and my girlfriend is a licensed cosmetologist at 21 years old. Needless to say, we are both very into our careers, but as a man, I was always taught that women are supposed to do certain things, cleaning, cooking, etc. But through listening to the podcast, I have been taking initiative and started going against my teachings, which means coming home after my 12-hour shift of walking and delivering packages, I come home with... My biggest smile, shower, cook, clean, kitchen, etc. After about a month now, I have stopped doing those things and she won't do them either. Even if the little free time she does have, she chooses to ignore those things. Then when I go to ask her about it, she gets defensive and starts an argument. My question is, what is the appropriate approach to this type of situation without it costing our relationship? I really do love her, but I want to find ways to communicate my needs without belittling her and hers. First thing I will say, sir, is that you guys have only been together for a year and five months. Mm -hmm. This process you're going through now is absolutely normal Normal. and you just moved in together. Mm -hmm. So you're saying right now, what's the appropriate approach? The appropriate approach is to continue to have conversations, but also realizing that when someone shows you who they are, believe them. You are never going to be able to conform someone into becoming a team player, right? You said, based on your prior teachings, you expected that she should be cooking, cleaning, etc. That was a very male chauvinistic view of the world. But you're also admitting that you had to change. And you did change. At some point, she's going to have to meet you at the same point in life and Mm -hmm. say, hey, if he's going to put in work, I need to put in work as well. And she's going to have to choose to do that. You can't talk her into doing it. So once you express the things you want and the things you need, it is then up to her to decide to choose to be that for you. And if she doesn't, it is your fault if you stay there and demand her to do it. Because now you're asking her to do something she doesn't want to do. And neither one of you are going to be
3: happy.
1: Well, there was that. And I was going to say, too, it's like maybe a good way to approach the situation because he said he doesn't want to belittle her. He wants mm-hmm. to be able to communicate it. Say, babe. Okay, I know we both work in crazy hours, right? I come home at this time. You come home at that time. What days do you want to do dinner? Because if the days you do dinner, I'm I'll clean up, or vice versa. You know, maybe that might be a way to develop some sort of strategy. Because living together for the first time, you just right. don't know how people function. Right. <laughs> that that in itself is a shock. Right. So learning the routines, um, devising plans, trying to find the fun in doing it together right. may entice her to do that. Because I would hope. That she's a 21-year-old who can at least keep a home or keep you a ho- you house. Hope, you hope, but I wouldn't, I don't I wouldn't know. bank but on it. I wouldn't bank on it, but you would hope that she would be able to help to contribute to that. For the comfort of both of you.
2: This is, this is my thing, right? And I'm just going to speak to the men at this point, right? it is not your responsibility to constantly jump through hoops to find a way to communicate your needs and wants to the women that you're dating, right? It's both of you responsibility. Mm-hmm. So if you come into this saying, what can I do? And if you're the only one constantly doing work, you're going to find yourself placating to that woman. And then you're going to find yourself exhausted because if you continue to placate, she's going to know that she can get things her way. If she if she just keeps telling you to do it this way. Kadine and I went through this. We went through this in a lot of aspects of our life where Kadeen, I would say, well, Kadeen, what do you want me to do? And she would be like, well, try this. And I would try that. And it still didn't get no change. She said, well, try this. And it still didn't get no change. What finally got changed was me saying, babe, this is what I really need or want. You can either do it or you can't. But don't try to manipulate me to doing it the way you want it so that you can still do what you want to do. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you're
1: saying not do what I said, but instead cutting to the chase and say this is what I need. This is what we should do. Yes, because we
2: live in a world where there are a lot of social conditioning that doesn't help either party. For example, his mindset of thinking that women are supposed to cook and clean and do all stuff is just fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about this for years. Like there are no there are no more gender roles in 2022. Mm -hmm. Like both men and women work. Whoever is best apt to get whatever done in that moment should get it done. Like Mm -hmm. We've already talked about that, right? Mm -hmm. But also, we have to stop this conditioning that a man is supposed to bend his will for the things he want and need to make his wife happy. The whole happy wife, happy life thing is not real. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: It's supposed to be a partnership. She should be happy. He should be happy. He can't always tiptoe about how he want things to make her feel better.
1: Right. That's all that's going to well, do
2: is continue to push the social conditioning that is
1: happy wife, happy life. I completely get that. I guess I was considering their age and they're young and they're new and things are still fresh and they're looking for ways to approach conversation. Absolutely. And if one tends to get more defensive than the other, sometimes I'm just thinking that that might be a lighter way to, to approach a topic to then dive deeper.
2: No, I, I, I agree with you. But but my thing is, is that we've often talked about how for, for men and women, especially in this day and age, men and women who don't come from a traditional households haven't seen couples successfully communicate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times for men, we're told, you know, don't say that or don't
1: say it that way. Yeah, like that. Yeah.
2: And then it's okay. kind of like, well, realistically, what you're saying to me is that what I feel and what I need doesn't matter. But let me find a way to make you feel better about the things you're not giving me. You understand what I'm saying?
1: I get that. I and, just and figure I just, the approach sometimes is <clears throat> is needs to be massaged depending on the situation. So, and that's fair.
2: But we are also about,
1: proponents of being brutally honest. So,
2: and that's my point. Yeah. Is my point is is that is the approach only supposed to be taken when it's a husband talking to a wife or a man talking to a woman? Oh, no, 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 I don't because, think so, no. And and, no. and and I'm just saying because he's a young man speaking about a woman. Right. I think the approach is important, but it's also more important that you get your point across. Absolutely. Don't lose your point so focused on the approach right. that you're really placating her and then you can't get upset at her if you never got your point across because you were so focused on not hurting her feelings. That tends to happen with a lot of young men. And this is, you know, I got my young men's group that I talk to and stuff. No,
1: absolutely. I know you're speaking from that perspective, it being a young man. But I'm thinking in the reverse. If it were a young woman speaking to a young man, like how you say approaching it because it's like we're trying to tiptoe around this happy wife, happy life. But if it's a man, um, if it's a woman speaking to a man, sometimes we tiptoe because it's like, okay, male ego. Like we don't want to bruise that. So we're trying to find a way to approach the conversation without it being damaging.
2: I do hear what you're saying, but if you listen to how I speak to the female Mm-hmm. The, the women who write in for Listener Letters mm-hmm. I tell them the same, the same thing, thing yeah. I tell them you got to talk to him, be honest Tell them what you need I'm not going to tell him to be careful with your approach And then tell women, no, tell them what you need right? Because then that goes to the whole Happy wife, happy life thing I understand. For me, it's especially early on Be who you want to be For the rest of your life When you meet someone That part. Because if you plan on tiptoeing for the rest of your life Then that's fine, you're prepared to tiptoe but if you plan on being direct, think about how many people say to me, I can't believe how Devout talks to Kadeem mm-hmm. and how many men like, I can't believe how she talks to Devout." Mm-hmm. I know you can't believe it because you see two people who have found a way to communicate open, honestly, and in real time. And it helps us because I never have to sift through the fog to find <laughs> out what Kadeem is saying. Right. You came to me the other day. We were in a theater. I was on the phone with Denora having a business conversation. Kadeen came in trying to fix something for the laptop and mm-hmm. she just started talking to the person on the laptop while I was on the phone. So in jest, I was talking to Denora and I was just like, well, you know, Kadine's doing something, so whatever she's doing is more important than I'm doing, so let me go, let me leave. And right afterwards, Kadeen was standing there and was just like, I don't appreciate you saying that to Denora, making it seem as if I don't care about your thoughts. We didn't have a, case, a conversation about how you approached me. It was more like, well, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because to me, it wasn't, hey, babe, just, just so you know, I didn't like how you... No, you came to me, you said, "Um, I don't appreciate you saying that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't care. Now, somebody else probably would be like, wow, look how she checked the out. Mm-hmm. It ain't about checking. Say how you feel honestly, openly, and in real time so mm-hmm. we can fix the problem. That's it. And if y'all want to have longevity in relationships, it got to be like that both ways. Yep. Men and women. Women, you got a problem with your man. Tell him, don't worry about his ego, because if you're constantly worried about his ego, you're not going to get the things that you need. Man, tell her. If you're constantly worried about her being defensive and her attitudes, you're not going to get what you need because you're going to constantly be placating. So I'm going to be, whatever good for the goose is good for the gander, whether it's a male Perfect. or a female writing in. So
1: Love that. Love it. All right, y'all. Keep writing in. And if you want to be list- featured as a listener letter, uh, you can email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com.
2: That's right. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com.
1: All right. When it comes to discipline. You want to wrap the show up with a moment of truth time?
2: This is my moment of truth. I said it earlier. Discipline, not desire, determines your destination. But there are ways for you to work on being a more disciplined person. Period. Period. Get an accountability partner. Practice doing things that you don't want to do and practice doing them over a long period of time so that when the moments arise in your life, when you're trying to take that next level and adversity hits, you have the discipline in place to continue to move forward so that you can get what you want and what you need out of life instead of accepting whatever comes because that's the easiest thing for you to do.
1: Don't let life happen to you, folks. Um, and then for me, I think my my my, my moment of truth is um, no one knows you more than you and Sometimes I feel like we need to get out of our own way Mm. because you pretend as if you have the discipline Mm. and you pretend as if, oh, the motivation the motivation is here. It's not there. This is not motivating that. You know yourself best. Stop all the bullshit. You know what's gonna be required to get you what you need to get to. What's gonna be required for that discipline. The sooner you realize that and the sooner you implement things and put things into place to allow you to be disciplined the faster you'll achieve the things that you want. I need to listen to my own moments. <laughs> because it's the shit that just be happening and the stuff that I be saying to y'all. And then it clicks when I'm sitting here and then I just have to implement it in life. Okay, so we're we, we in, we in the same boat sometimes, okay? We're in the same boat. All right? And,
2: and when one thing you've learned about that is never too late to get started.
1: Never too late to get started. Do it now. Do it now. All right, I love that. All right, y'all. Um, be sure to follow us on social media if you're not already. Deadass the podcast. I'm Kadeen I am.
2: And I am DeVal. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, review, and subscribe.
1: Subscribe, And it's not too late to tell a friend, y'all. You know, tell your friends and tell your mama, whoever. We love to listen.
2: Deadass. Dead Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing.
1: Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, dot com.
0: You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black Excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org/slash our blood to make an appointment now.